What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Cat's Corner Podcast. This is episode eight. Today is Sunday, January 29th, and today we got Reed with us. We got him over here for an episode. Yep. Fit it in his schedule. Um, he's a busy man, so glad we had him over here today. Reed, what are we talking about? Um, we got basketball. We got... I don't know, is there any football recruiting? Maybe a little bit. We had some They've been out and about. I we know had, that. Yeah, they're all over. I talked a little bit about that last week. We, we made it on no context college football. Yeah, the university <laughs> did. Uh, we had some recruits in town this weekend. Yeah. So, in um, women's basketball, staying on their roll. Yep. We're the Yukon of the South. Yukon of the South? Yeah. I'd be down for that. Alright, let's jump in. Nah, that's almost disrespectful to our men's basketball team. Because our men's basketball team is still good. Just having a struggle. It's been a tough year for men's basketball so far. Let's talk about men's basketball, where they're at where you expect them to go. I laid my thoughts out about it a little bit um, earlier last week on Thursday when I did that solo episode. But let's get your thoughts on what the season's been so far and and where we can kind of realistically expect them to go. Okay. Um, The season's been a struggle, obviously. It's not something that Texas State has seen from a men's basketball team in a while. But um, I said this to you. You said, oh, maybe if they make the NIT. We're not making the NIT this season. It's a boomer bust. We're making the dance or we're out. We've lost too many games. We're not going to get an NIT bid. There's no chance at getting an at-large bid. We're going to have to outright outright win the Sun Belt Tournament if we want to have any postseason. My thought on that, though... So I think we could do that. You look at like last season, like Georgia Southern, who, by the way, 70-67 to 67 win against the other night. That was a good win. Um, Georgia Southern had a tough year last, last season, and then they went and won the tournament, you know? Yeah. So, um, I mean, they it's... They got it's, healthy it's, and got hot at the right time. They won the tournament and... Yeah. Went, and then and on, got in. And then on the exact opposite <laughs> of that, you look at our team last season... Had a crazy good season and then went and quick first round exit out of the tournament. So, I mean, that's a doable thing and I can foresee it happening. Uh, We have to get healthy and we need to keep the right guys on the court. Yeah, and I kind of, you know, was early in the season and still have some strong opinions about who should be playing and who shouldn't. But at this point with you know, two guards in Dawson and Harold both out. Um, it, it, he's forced into playing people like Davion Coleman. Whereas if Harold or and if Harold and and Dawson were both healthy, I don't think we would be seeing that yeah. as much out of like a guy like Coleman. But he has to play. It's just yeah. a situ- situation we're in. So. On that though, man, good for Davion Coleman. He had a career night against Georgia Southern, sixteen points. He's playing 
left he left it all out on the court that night. Good for that guy. I mean, sure, great. He had a career night. I'm not gonna take that away from him. But no, I'm not best. saying it. I'm not saying like that's the best he's played in his time here. And then and then he turned right around last night against <laughs> Southern Miss and had another stinker. Yeah, <laughs> like I, he's just not that good. He's it's it's fine he's forced into playing at this point and so i hope he does well i'm rooting for him but like damn like our guard position is not deep right now our best guard at this point is my in my opinion is the freshman jordan mason mm-hmm. i mean jordan mason's really solid drew drennan's a real solid player drew drennan's really good i like drew drennan but i think jordan mason's the best guard we have think, right now with mason i think jordan jordan mason is the best hybrid guard in a sense of when I say hybrid guard I mean he can handle the ball uh, uh, Jordan Mason is a good one Drew is a good two Drew's the better shooter Jordan Mason I that that's that I agree with that but. 100% you haven't watched a single game of basketball this season then if you don't agree with that <laughs> what? Drew Drennan's a better shooter than Jordan Mason I'm saying deep three pointers Drew Drennan's the better shooter Jordan Mason is very good at creating his own shots and very good at running the offense, though. But Drew Drennan's, Drew Drennan's a shooter. I mean... He's got the deep strap. Okay, then why, if he's got such a good stroke, why is Jordan Mason shooting free throw, shooting the technical free throws in a big spot, a true freshman? I said three-point shots. Okay. I mean, I don't, I don't know that. And are you talking about the technical against Southern Miss? Yeah, that technical was also on. Drew Drennan. Oh, it wait, doesn't no, matter. That... Technical free throws, anyone can shoot them, and they had they picked Jordan Mason to yeah. shoot him in a big spot. I don't know. I'm not saying. I'm not saying, dude. I'm saying, Drew Drennan has the better deep ball. He's Drew Drennan should be a. I think in my eyes, he's a two. With what we have right now with all these injuries, Drew Drennan should run the two. Jordan Mason should run the one. Get Davion Coleman off the court. Start Davion Sykes at the three. And then pick your big men because we don't have a bad big man on the team, like I've said all season. Okay. Three-point percentage for Drew Drennan this year. 34%. This, that's this season for Drew Drennan. I'm going to check out. Jordan Mason real quick and you might be right I just don't necessarily see it and again I love Drew Drennan like I'm not uh, not knocking the guy at all I think he's a really good guard okay Jordan Mason's 25% thank you thank you but field goals stats don't lie field goals total field goals (laughs) now did I say shooting in general no like I said Jordan Mason okay then create Jordan Mason creates shot he is a he is but how does one hold on pause let me speak he he is coming in under Mason Harrell's wing and it's great because he's you're seeing kind of a similar style of play he can create his own shots all that but the thing is Jordan Mason's got that height too and he's got a pretty good mid-range to him I know as a shooter in general Jordan Mason is a great shooter everything you're talking about with creating his, his own shot like I don't see any of that out of Drew Drennan I see all of that out of Jordan Mason. That's I see what Drew I'm Drennan is, is he's a he's able to facilitate, and I guess he can shoot the three better. But like I, 
I don't see how he's the better guard if that's the case. I'm not saying he's the better guard. You you don't listen apparently. I said he is the better shooter. Okay. So so Jordan Mason's the better guard. Yes, Jordan Mason. Yes, and Jordan Mason. And again, I love Drew Drina. I'm just saying. Jordan Mason will be a phenomenal asset for Texas State for the next four years. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he's gonna he. Jordan Mason, Davion Sykes are both gonna be phenomenal for for this basketball program. Why is Davion Sykes not playing more? He had two minutes against Southern Miss. I don't know. He hasn't. If I was his dad, I would be in TJ's ear about it, though. <laughs> I I hope that David Sykes isn't that type of guy. I hope he is. It never like seems to end well. I, Davion Sykes to me, I mean, he's struggled to get in an offensive rhythm, but that's tough when you're not getting more than 10, 10 minutes a game. Yeah. Well, like, he's a. He's a, he's an aggressive player, which I like. Speaking of aggressive, I know it was a. We'll get into the. Yeah, I'll talk about it when we get into the games themselves. Actually, <coughs> which let's, let's start can, doing that. Okay, so against Georgia Southern, seventy to sixty-seven win. Nigel Caesar had the the team it, it, overall. It, it was a nice nice team win. Nigel Caesar twenty-three points. Davion Coleman, 16 points. Jordan Mason, 12 points. Tyrell Morgan, 10 points. I think that was all of our double-figure points from that game. Um, let, me, let me just fact-check that real I, quick. Um, yeah, so that was everybody that had double-digit points. Uh, we didn't see a lot of Brandon Davis that game. Don't know why, but I guess... When Davion Coleman was hot, coach just wanted him to stay on the court. I forget. I kind of Brandon Davis kind of stays uh, hidden in the back of my mind. I kind of forget we have him sometimes, and he's a good player too. He's a yeah, he's aggressive, but he hasn't he hasn't shot the way I thought he would. He's and not shooting like it looked like he did last season because I had seen some of his. Uh, he NAIA out. film and he was really good, like a really good from the deep ball. He's been passing out of a lot of opportunities that I feel like he should be pulling up on. He's passing out of, but I know that they tried to run a pretty tight offense and they they're trying to get it to specific guys every time down the floor. They kind of identify somebody and are trying to get it to him when they can get it in the half court. But it, it feels like he pulls out of a lot or passes up a, a lot of like pretty open opportunities. Just quickly on Davion Sykes, and again, kind of limited sample size as far as like minutes go, and he's been really up and down as far as minutes go. But he's shooting forty five, nearly forty six percent from the field. Like, well, that's and, the thing. And, he doesn't shoot a lot, but he but he's, he's selective when he does. Yeah. So it's like, it's like <coughs> against Marshall. Which that's not seven. a yeah, and that's not a bad thing. I mean, Louisiana, he was only one for three. He had nineteen minutes, but Georgia Southern and Southern Miss, he only got two minutes in I, those games, and he was zero for one. He only took one shot over two games. Yeah, it's, like, it's hard to get in a rhythm when that's how you're being used. He's kind of like, uh, like that's kind of like a like kind of like Tyrell Morgan. Tyrell Morgan's kind of selective with his shooting. That's why some games. Like, 
I don't know how many points he's averaging, but, um, you know, Tyrell Morgan's not the biggest scorer on the team, but, I mean, he's pretty productive when he is trying to score. I've been really um, so far satisfied, and especially um, in the last two games. So against Georgia Southern, we um, Nate Martin played um, 15 minutes, and... Uh, and Nigel Caesar played 22. And what game I, are you talking about? Georgia Southern. What did I say? Did I say Georgia State? Um, sorry. No, yeah. you Keep going. So against Georgia Southern, 22 minutes for Caesar and 15 minutes for Nate Martin. And I've been pretty satisfied with the the way both of them have played when they're out there separately. But Nate when Martin, they're out zero there... Zero points? Zero points. In that game? Yeah. Yeah, I think he got into some foul trouble early. And oh, then he was just, it was against Marshall that he went off, right? But but Nigel Caesar, 10 for 14. But anyway, I I like the way they've been out there playing when they're out there separately. But when they're out there together, they've been playing really well. And I think moving forward, so against Southern Miss, they were out there together a lot. And I think moving forward, we should play them together a fair bit like they did in that game. Nigel because, Caesar and Neymar. Yes, because for a fair uh, for a fair bit of that game and coming down the stretch too, they they were on the court together and they played really well and were able to play off each other because the other teams, it didn't seem like Southern Miss and I don't think there's a lot of other teams in the Sun Belt that are going to be able to match up with two Six eight six nine forward, super strong, forward. really yeah. strong. And Nate Martin's offense has come a long way. Uh, Nate Martin since is, last year. Nate Martin is so polished on offense. He's, he's, be, he's it's clear. I mean, obviously, I don't know this for a fact, but it looks to me like him and Nigel Caesar were in the gym together because he's picked up a lot of Nigel Caesar's moves that Nigel used last year. Mm-hmm. He's he's picked up a lot of those moves I, and he looks really good. I like them on the court together as well. Um, that's a that's that's your powerful duo right there. Like we said, the two big biggest strongest guy. I mean, maybe not tallest, but the two strongest guys for sure. Um, <clears throat> I think honestly, if you're gonna run it in like packages of different, like if TJ likes to. I don't know if he likes to get like a small ball package out on the court and then get like a powerful package. But if he does, that needs to be as well, powerful. Well, it seems like when he gets a small ball, uh, it seems like Brandon Davis is kind of at the three. Well, I was going to say, what it needs to be is if he wants that powerful package, run Nigel and Nate at the four and the five. Davion Sykes at the three. Or Tyrell. You pick out of those two because those are both bigger... To me, those guys are both big guards. They're threes. They're yeah, they're Tyrell small forwards, big guards. The ball is good as a guard should, but he's he's real athletic. Yeah. Either way, for the powerful one, you do that, and then whatever Drew Drennan and Mason Harrell, whatever at the guards, and then if he wants to run the small ball package, get Tyrell Morgan in at the four. Maybe not. Maybe keep Nigel at the five there because. Not only is Nigel strong, he's fast. Yeah. He's a... As far as athleticism and all that's concerned, like... And I've said this, like, for as long as I've been at Texas State and I've watched basketball. 
Nigel Caesar is the most D one looking athlete on that basketball team. Yeah, he's, he's big. Really he's strong. Athletic. He's tall. He he moves. He moves gracefully. He's not like clunky. I'm not going to name names, but some of the guys, you, <laughs> some of the bigger guys, you see move like some of the forwards. The way they move, it's kind of just like didn't look too athletic. You know. Yeah. You've seen and you've seen him be able to step out and hit some jump shots from. Uh, from like the free throw line and, mm-hmm. and stuff this year, and I've liked seeing that from him too. I want to see Nate Martin chunk up a three. No, I want to no. see it. Please no. I don't. <laughs> I've never, I've never even seen him take like a mid range shot. I don't. He's think a very under the that. basket player. Yeah, I don't think. Oh no, that. he did actually trying to beat the buzzer. Oh, I. Remember. I forgot about that earlier this season. Yeah, who was yeah. that? Was against like ULM or something? But yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, so at this point, kind of just take away from what you're saying is we need to get healthy come tournament time and hopefully make a run in the Sun Belt tournament because, I mean, we're under 500. This is the first time I can remember being under 500 this deep into the season. Uh, there's, you know, stats out there about this team making huge runs like undefeated runs in February and such one loss runs in February. I don't think that's happening this year. So get healthy. We're going to keep the faith that it does though. Develop the kids for tournament time. And, and I, it's just been such an, a frustrating up and down season in one that there has been there. Yeah. It's you say up and down hitting the nail on the head. Because there's been games that it's like, dang, nice, like good upset. Like whenever we we upset Rhode Island, you know, like we got the first Power 5 win in however many years. Like there's been some, uh, and then that Southern Utah or whatever, that's supposedly a pretty good team. But yeah, like you said, (laughs) it's up and down. Yeah, but then there's been some concerning things like the loss to Mary Harden Baylor. Yeah. I mean... So, it, yeah, it just, we, I guess we'll just have to see, I think the next two weeks tell a lot, right? We've got Louisiana at home, Troy at home, and then, or I'm sorry. I was going to say, uh, we're on the road I'm, still. Yeah, I'm backwards at both of those. Louisiana on the road, Troy on the road, and then come home for two against Arkansas State and Old Dominion. And the, those games, I, I don't know. Like, we just got to get guys back and get them ready for the tournament. I mean, the, we're over halfway now. The tournament starts February 28th. We're less than a month away from the tournament. Yeah. At this point, and we have some some crucial Huge players guys. gone. Yeah, I mean it's it's really good that some of these guys are back. Though, like um, Nigel Caesar seems been, like Nigel's getting healthy been, at the right time. He's heating up. He's been battling injuries this season. He's yeah. uh, and now that he's back, that's good. I mean, but we Brandon, haven't heard anything out of tune, and he's been up and down all year, of course, yeah. with like injuries and just his quality of play but again he hasn't been able to get into a rhythm but we haven't heard anything 
regarding like where he's at and what the injury really was and then he hasn't even been on the bench yeah so there's another big guy down yeah so i mean yeah yeah get healthy (laughs) before the tournament that's all i guess that's all we can hope for at this point but then yeah so then southern miss um yesterday 58 to 67 loss we played a pretty decent game you can't complain a whole ton there southern miss is a really good team and we played a pretty good game considering yeah but i think i said this earlier in in the year like when when we played um sam houston state is like those types of close games like that good teams find a way to win them yeah and like mediocre team mediocre teams find a way to lose them and we found a way to lose it last night. Yeah. But, no, I'm with you. I'm with you. But And they tried to gift it to us. I mean, that technical foul late in the game on their on their bench that, you know, they tried. They didn't it's it's not like they shot the lights out. Like we they tried to give us a chance to win it and and we lost. So that's the difference between us. Yeah. So. We've started to have some defensive identity this these past few weeks, yeah. which is nice. I think the defense is there when we had kind of um, kind of questioned whether it was there early early in the season, but I do think it's there now. So, yeah. All right, Reed. You got anything else on men's basketball? Uh, um. No, I mean. No, I think that's it. I hope we can get it together by the time we go into the tournament. Yeah. There's a yeah. How if we're if we're healthy, I think going into that tournament, I think these these guys can kind of play with a chip on their shoulder and maybe get it done. How like just ironic would it be if they go on a deep run in the Sun Belt tournament this year? When they're gonna come in as a low seed, as opposed to the last Every two seasons season. when yeah. we win the regular season championship and go out in round one. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be funny. Yeah, yeah, and then you have the one season too where we probably would even got an at large if we didn't yeah. win the tournament, and then freaking COVID happened. COVID. Keeping it yeah, the 2019-2020 season yeah. that I think was. The best season of Texas State basketball that I've Dude, ever it's seen. Just a, yeah, it was. That was my freshman year. That was a crazy season. It's, I think Texas, it, as a whole, the state of Texas, our colleges, and I say that, we have some of the best teams in the nation right now, too. But some of our, like Texas Tech is having a rough season. We're having a rough season. I mean, I say the state of Texas might be struggling, but that's not really true because we got UH, Baylor like those schools but yeah. TCU but whatever at least we're not the only ones struggling Tech's struggling with us so yeah they're struggling worse than us they haven't I don't think they've won a single conference game huh I don't I don't know honestly <laughs> I have not followed Tech basketball this year but well if that's all you got on men's just jump into women's they are four and one in their last five uh, two impressive showings at Old Dominion and Southern Miss. And if I pull up the Sunbelt stats here, uh, or Sunbelt standings 
for women's basketball. We should be right up there now. Yeah, third place, seven and three in conference. Um, so we beat Southern Miss, so we hold the tiebreaker over them, beat Old Dominion. Um, so three-way tie now in three-way tie or four-way tie, sorry, in second place, I guess, technically. Um, we still have we still have JMU to play. They're one of the other teams tied with us in in second place there. And then we also still have Troy to play. Um, Troy's coming up on Thursday here in San Marcos. And uh, obviously they're in first place in the Sun Belt. So beating them would be huge for, for the program. But um, again, it's been an insane year so far for the Texas State women's team beating Southern Miss in overtime 52 or 62 to 52 um, and again Denasia Hood just absolutely balling out 17 points um, 3 rebounds 2 assists 3 steals um, I believe she didn't play against Old Dominion I think she was out oh no she played Old Dominion hang on where did she not play she had 18 points against Old Dominion. There was a game there against uh, <laughs> uh, South Alabama. Sorry, she would she was out, and we ended up losing that game. So she makes a big difference for this team. And again, she's just been impressive all year. Um, the Southern Miss game overtime. Um, they didn't finish out, Texas State didn't finish out the uh, regulation well. Um, Southern Miss went on a run a little bit to force overtime, but then um, but then in overtime, absolutely dominated and, uh, and come out with the win. Uh, outscored Southern Miss 14 to four in overtime. I mean, <laughs> that was a hell of an overtime performance from, from the Bobcats and <laughs> Again, I've been saying this all season. I think this is a special year from what I've seen from the women's basketball team. So um, hopefully they keep this up, possibly take first place in um, in the Sun Belt uh, this Thursday against Troy. And if they can do that, I mean, <laughs> seeding is obviously huge in conference tournaments. So you're not having to play back-to-back days um, and getting the bye. Uh, it hasn't worked out for our men's team the last couple of years um getting that by but but I still think it's a big deal I think it I think it helps get some rest especially after a long travel to Pensacola staying in hotels and all that type of stuff so impressive win there and again Thursday at Strand Arena um against Troy so get out there support the women's team because they are going essentially for first place in the Sun Belt they would technically be tied as far as record goes um, if they were to beat Troy, but they would hold, obviously, the tiebreaker for first place. So um, go out Thursday night, support um, our women's basketball team because, again, hell of a season so far and only looking to continue that. So let's... Um, you got anything on football? Because we did have some recruits on campus. Um, I did see 
Um, let's see. Let me pull up my likes on Twitter. Because I saw a couple interesting things this week. And the first thing... Oh, wait. Pause for one second. Okay. He's not a Bobcat yet, but he will be next year. Oh, okay. Back to men's basketball. Caden, Caden Gums. Yeah. He's number one in the state of Texas for assist. Yeah, that's impressive. That's pretty cool. He's having a heck of a season. He is. I think he's averaging 16 points a game there in San Marcos. So I hope uh, I hope TJ is making sure he's keeping him happy. I hope he's... Yeah. I hope he's still recruiting him. You know, like, uh, yeah. what is it they say? Like, nowadays, they, you got to keep recruiting these kids, keeping them around. Yeah, he uh, he's a hell of a player. I'm excited to see him next season, hopefully, as a Bobcat. Um, he holds some pretty decent offers, but I still think we're the best one, um, unless he picks up anything really big. But but again, the opportunity for him, he's from San Marcos, he goes to San Marcos High School, the opportunity for him to play for a coach like TJ at a program like Texas State, and again, I know this is a down year, but we're, we've had a hell of a run the last probably seven years before this, so opportunity for him to stay home and continue to grow this program and really in my opinion with him Jordan Mason and Davion Sykes on the same court really take the program to the next level not just yeah not just keep it where it's at so yep okay so interesting things that I saw on um, on Twitter this past week first thing is uh Joe Lazon Landry is signing on National Signing Day. Um, he said in his tweet, I'll be signing on February 1st at 10.30 a.m., so stay tuned. That concerns me. Why should we stay tuned if, uh, if you're as committed as you said? Is he one of the big-time ones? Uh, yeah, I mean, three-star D-end out of King High School here in Texas. Should we be concerned? Am I reading too much into that? Yeah, I think you're, yeah, you're tripping. I mean, I just don't know. Dude, these players want to play for G.J. King. He's just... (laughs) I mean, yeah, but... He's got guys foaming at the mouth to come to Texas State. I hope so. And it's not because it's Texas State. It's because they want to play for G.J. Kinney. That's why I don't want us to lose G.J. Kinney. It's just like... (laughs) We got to pay that man. He's going to need more pay eventually. It's just like he already announced his commitment, so what are we staying tuned for? He's staying tuned for everybody to watch him sign. I I hope so. I mean, I just... That... Seeing that um, doesn't, like, incite a lot of confidence for me. It'll be all right. (laughs) I hope so. I, I, I think I think it's high. Okay. Um, I haven't seen Taylor Starling tweet when he's signing, but I'm assuming I'm assuming National Signing Day as well. Um, South Oak Cliff. Yeah, South Oak South South Oak. SOC's finest. Um. So hopefully, I mean, again, hopefully. He signed, hopefully him and Jalazon Landry, those are the two high school guys that I'm really looking at. Um, he's picked up offers since he committed to us. Uh, UAB um, and UTSA 
and North Texas, all since he committed to Texas State. Um, so I'm assuming he'll be signing on National Signing Day. It seems like most of those big guys do, but I guess we'll have to wait and see because I haven't seen anything from him saying that he definitely is or isn't. Um, next football-related thing, uh, squaring around pod did some good work and uh, compiled a list of all the schools that um, that our coaches had been at in like the last I don't know couple weeks I guess um, and put together that whole list and I can't even count them all and I'm not going to sit here and do it but like I don't know 40 some odd schools probably I think that they've got on this list it, it's impressive and they've got they put some dots here on a map showing and I mean just dotting the entire state the only place that's been left out is uh, out far west <laughs> but I mean just all, all over the cities the, yeah all the cities between all the big cities all the cities between San Antonio and and Dallas and Metroplex area. What are they doing area? up there in Lubbock? Coaches that's went out Amarillo. To that's not oh, Lubbock. That Amarillo? That's Amarillo. And then even uh, and then all the way down in the Houston area. So I love to see it. They're out recruiting. That's something that we never saw in this Babadol area. Yeah, from the loser. Even the loser. I don't think I have got to be on the pod since I you didn't was know. ripping him on Twitter. I went off last week. So if you would like. If you've got anything to add to that, you can go ahead. Yeah, I have no respect for that guy. I was trying to be nice when we fired him. I have wanted that guy gone for so long. I know a guy, a dude that knew him and is even saying he's a freaking loser now. Like, who's that? He's. I'm not gonna say. <laughs> I he, need names. He's a loser. He sucks. I, I would hope like. He, a, I would like a name. I hope he goes to Cal and they just get smacked next season every which direction I don't ever want to see him have success on a football field I don't wish him bad things like but I don't want to see him have football success he was talking that smack oh and man the funniest thing too when Everett Withers said when now I get Ben or whatever and then everybody was like yo what and then I guess he he didn't realize that that wasn't Spav's thing he thought that was one of Spaz's sayings yeah, or something. Kev cleared that up. I mentioned. That <laughs> yeah, that's so but funny. It's so funny. <laughs> Kev was probably like, "It's like a that uh that what he say? Screw me for what he say for me for? You know? Yeah, it was funny. I'm gonna need a name on who. Not on the air. Um, let's this talk. This is a, for the air. Let's talk a little bit it's of baseball. It's all for the air. Let's talk a little bit of baseball. We lift the curtain on this show. <laughs> Shut up. We're going to talk some baseball. Is what we're going to do. Baseball and softball. Less <coughs> than... Um, less than a month both away. less than a month away. Very anticipated, I believe, for a lot of... Not even a lot. Anybody that likes sports, anybody that likes baseball, and they have a tie to Texas State, remo- remotely any type of tie to Texas State... I think everybody's anticipating baseball a lot after the crazy season last season. I mean, dude, I have friends that don't even go to Texas State. They're just 
they're like, yeah, we need to go to some baseball games next. And Texas State's always been good at baseball, but we've always had a solid baseball. And but after program. last season, we're gonna we're gonna be going to new heights, you know. I hope so. Well, that's that's the plan at least. Yeah. I hope so. Both of our both our baseball and our softball teams had solid seasons um, last year, and I mean, really. Uh, I expect that to continue for both yeah. of these teams. Uh, I don't. I was to... actually gonna break down. We, we, let's break this down real quick. For we can do for both. Well, hang I'm on, just hang on. Let me. Thirty-eight and nineteen for our softball team last year. We lost some players, but we kept a lot of key ones. Uh, first key player on our softball team that we kept, Jessica Mullins. She was named. Yeah. Um, I saw that athlete of the year. Or something. No, she what was, was named she? to. Let me oh, get this right. The, the national preseason pre watch yeah. list. A preseason, uh, twenty twenty three collegiate player. Yeah, collegiate of the year. player of the year. That's what I was. Oh saying. my bad. Watch list. So, um, her coming back is a big one. Obviously, she's been a hell of a pitcher since yeah. since she got here, since her freshman year, um, and now in her junior year really um, is going to be a, a big key for that team in 38 and 19 last year hopefully that that continues they uh, softball's always had a solid program and yeah. baseball and softball have kind of been where we've has been our bread and butter for for years now and um and I, I don't want that to go away because baseball, especially, like, is one of those sports that we're in a hotbed of recruiting for baseball, and yeah. we've proven that we can bring that talent in. Yeah. Unfortunately, I'm not as familiar with like softball recruiting, how that works, where they're pulling people from, but, um, but I mean, it's been a a cornerstone of this uh, athletics program and we need to continue that as we grow the athletics program. Yeah. So, and um, I guess just to close out some softball talk, unless you have anything to add, is over Jessica Mullen's first two seasons, she's 47 and 19. Yeah. Win-loss record. Uh, sub two ERA. Nice. <laughs> she's a hell of a pitcher. She's so. a Tristan Stivers. She's probably better. <laughs> She's probably better than Tristan Cyrus. So, uh, awesome to see statement. her name to that watch list, and hopefully she wins the that collegiate player of the year award. I think she's certainly capable, and I think this team is capable of replicating and doing even better than last season. Yeah, that'd be sick. Let's get them both. Let's get softball and baseball out to the regionals this year. That would be awesome. Let's host a regional. God sake, San Marcos regional. For both at the same that time. That is a good way. I think the softball regionals. Uh, That's a heck of a way to please the blind salamander god that lives under the football yeah. stadium. I think the softball regionals are a few weeks before baseball regionals, just typically. But that would be awesome to host both. That'd be sick. Okay. And baseball. <coughs> um. 
I saw they like sold out a season passes or something. Already like that. sold out season tickets. They had the the weed off dinner coming soon. Weed off dinner, lots of big sponsors. Wish I had money Jake so Arrieta I could go to that. Sponsoring a table. Yeah, he's speaking. Uh, yeah, I think he. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's speaking as well. So that's that's cool. Um, guest speaker, 2015 Cy Young winner. Um, and obviously won a World Series. Man, I wish Goldie was... Goldie, so while we're on baseball, Goldie got his MVP award the other night at the Baseball Writers Dinner. Um, shout out to fucking Goldie, our only retired Let's go, number Goldie. for baseball. Um, I, have, um, I have hopes that, especially now, under the new leadership... That he, once he retires, obviously he's too busy now. But baseball season, uh, you know, our baseball season runs right in with professional baseball season. So he's too busy now. But hopefully, once he's retired, he we he's a guy that we see coming back for these leadoff dinners, maybe yeah. making appearances at games. Yeah, yeah, that'd be that'd be sick. Maybe, um, and maybe being able to help as a recruiting tool. Because yeah, after he's retired, and hopefully he has a much longer career. I mean, he's he's in his early thirties and still a damn good player. So I, I think, think he's he can still play got for several I think more he's years. Still got some career in him. Yeah, but I mean, you know, you're he's an MVP award winner, and that that's something that that's a huge thing. Yeah, you <laughs> can sell that as a program. Yeah. Right? So there's two of them. Yeah, that <laughs> year that would be cool. Okay, what you got on baseball? Um, I was going to talk... Let's talk quick. Okay, some big names fielding-wise, not even pitching, just position players that we have returning. We got Ben McClain coming back. Yeah. As well. Absolute speedster. Ben McClain and Jose Gonzalez. Those are both outfielders. Mm-hmm. And so Ben McClain we, can burn on the base paths yeah i mean he he's a damn good outfielder too he has so much because of that speed he has a lot of range in yeah. the outfield um so excited that he's back absolute burner yeah dalen pena is coming back the freshman from last year that yep and he's got did, had a phenomenal season and he's got pop I he had that, that grand slam against yep. ut right yeah was it against ut and not only pop He's got swag, man. He's, he's like he knows he's him. He's the epitome of like these younger baseball players who, you know, bat flip. Just yeah, he's cool. Yeah, and uh, he him. I guess it was him and Gonzalez who last season were kind of, in my opinion, like they were better players. Dalton Sheffield. Obviously a better player. Tristan Cybers, obviously a better player on the team. But those two were kind of like the heartbeat, it seemed like. You know, there's that interview of like, oh, we're from Texas. We, we, uh, we ain't scared of these. I'm from Texas, man. Yeah, we're not scared of these California people, kids. Yeah. We're from Texas. Yeah. That I mean, that type of attitude, just keeping... Um, having those guys still here is going to be big especially when you're filling holes uh like at shortstop with Je- <laughs> Dalton Sheffield yeah being gone 
So we also have August Ramirez wasn't necessarily a starter, but played a lot at catcher. Um, Who's going to start? Peyton Lewis was out. Who's going to start at catcher? I would say probably Peyton Lewis because okay. he's been he's been uh, he's been the guy starting for a while, which they're both phenomenal catchers. Um, I don't. Peyton Lewis didn't hit the best, I don't think, last season. I think he struggled a little bit on the offensive side, but he's he's really good at catching. So yeah, defensive, really good defensive. And then catcher. August, I'm not too sure either, but I know he was. Yeah, he was same thing, really good. Um, let's see who else about position players that played a lot that we know is coming back. So Honestly, that's kind of I mean. I know that college baseball batting averages get inflated sometimes, but last year he uh, in 148, so 150 abs, we'll call it. He was 291, so he's certainly certainly not a liability at yeah. the plate. Huh? Maybe I'm. Huh? Maybe I'm thinking of someone else. Yeah, I guess I'm wrong. Not too terrible. Um, so that's about all we have returning for position players. That's uh, that's not that's not incredibly good, but we're not going to worry about it. Well, we're, we have more returning. They're just not. Well, I'm saying like big names that they weren't played stuck, a lot. Yeah, guys who started a bunch of games. Yeah. Now in the pitching rotation, we still have. Let me go through. The only Again, big the, name we lost there is Tristan Stivers. And yeah. that's a big name, a big shoe So we fill, still have... But, yeah. Tristan Dixon, he played a lot last season. He was... He's a... Uh, he played... He's like a relief pitcher. He's yeah. pretty dang good. Cameron Bush. Cameron Bush is back. Um, Race Gold. Yeah. He didn't play a ton last season, did he? No. Well... I can pull up the stats real quick. I don't know. Either way. Um, I mean... Austin Smith... No, no, Smith. he only had one appearance last season. I was oh, going to say, I don't remember him playing. Because, but he had 12 appearances in yeah. 2021. Yeah. Austin Smith is back. Um, we've got... Levi Wells, Tony Roby, Zeke Wood. Zeke Wood. That's the big three of our starters. That's pretty much our Friday, Saturday, Sunday rotation right there. Yeah. If I recall correctly, I think they like to throw. I think they like to throw Tony Roby on Fridays, and then I don't really remember. Maybe Zeke Wood Saturday. I don't know. They kind of mix it up. We got Otto Wofford coming back. Yeah, he's um, coming back. And but we need him to have a bounce back year. In 2022, 13 appearances, three wins and a loss, but or I mean three wins, no losses, but ERA uh, <laughs> at 8.49 in oh, 11 man. innings pitch. Uh, we need him to have a back bounce back year. In 2021, 22 appearances, three and one in 2021, but with a uh, 3.8 ERA. Yeah. Um, so we we need him to have a back a bounce back year and get back to that 35 ish innings pitch that he had the year before. That's, That's my just, boy right there, Otto Wofford. He was 
supposed to be my roommate freshman year. Yeah. But uh, um, we need him to have a bounce back year. It'll really help, especially in the absence. A of guy like a him guy is starters. a he's he's a valuable asset. If he if he does have a bounce back, that he can be a one of those very valuable assets that you can have in a pitching staff where. He's not the guy that's going to come and blow pitches by you at 97 miles per hour, but he's going to have some movement and he's going to really throw you off. You know, if you have a guy like Levi Wells out there smoking 95, 96 by him, I don't know what Levi Wells does, but either way, smoking fastballs by him and then you have him come in as the relief and you're changing into a into a lot of more movement, That's that kind of stuff can be really good. So I think our pitching staff will be fine. Yeah, hopefully so. Levi Wells. Uh, Levi Wells is also on a watch list for something big. He's on some big watch list. Uh, I mean, you're possibly right. I don't. Um, I don't recall seeing that. Yeah, I mean, they say... Levi Wells, they say his fastball is like between 90 and 95, so he's got a little more heat than some of our guys. We from last year, you know, we didn't even we didn't have a ton of guys that were throwing really hard. Uh, most of them were. <coughs> it's kind of a I guess some pitchers kind of take offense to the term finesse pitchers, but I don't necessarily. I think it's kind of a. Kind of a flex. I don't see. You see a guy like Stivers. He's a finesse pitcher, and he's not going to blow you by. He's not going to blow it by you at ninety eight. But his fastball plays up because it's got a lot of movement, yeah, spin on it, and and he count and he plays off of that with some really nasty breaking stuff. And I don't see that as yeah. I mean, I'm not. I'm not a pitcher, but to me, yeah, that kind of seems like a flex. Yeah. If somebody looks at me and says, "Oh, he's a finesse pitcher," like. He's gonna work, work the ladder on you. He's gonna get you low, get you high. It's kind of like, shoot, that's kind of cooler than just well, blasting by people. And, if you ask me. I mean, yeah, and I mean, honestly, these days everybody can hit a fastball. So what good is it? Is a ninety-eight mile an hour fastball? Everyone can hit a fastball. Yeah, everybody. And mm-hmm. I think that's why some of these college baseball uh, batting averages have gotten so inflated because. Everyone can hit fastballs, mm-hmm. so uh, they and well, and that's what you're gonna see. You see a ton of fastballs in college baseball. That's the first pitch thrown to every batter. Yeah, I feel like. Yeah, but I mean, similar to um, to softball for our baseball program, it's been a cornerstone at this university for a while now. Mm-hmm. Um, I expect that to continue. 2021 was a down year for Texas State baseball, um, and then a huge bounce back bounce year back. last year, yeah. 47 and 14, obviously um, going to a regional. A very upsetting ending to a great regional. It was a tough ending. That was such it, a nice series, but man, there was it was it hurt so bad to lose that, but it was also. So it felt so good too to see like what that team did. To get into that regional and to when you when you look at this the you look at the three game series which they ultimately went out in against um, 
Stanford, we showed with no <laughs> the, no uncertainty we can play with teams of that level. And we show, I mean, not to say we didn't show it earlier in the year when we took down number two ranked UT. And we beat Arizona. At we, the dish. We swept Arizona. Yeah. Or so, Arizona. Arizona's. Yeah, no, Arizona. Yeah, we swept Arizona at Arizona. Yeah, so we sh- had shown throughout the year that we could play with a team, with teams like that. But just to get there and prove On it. On a big stage is. We ultimately went out in three games we won the first one obviously five to two lost the second four to eight and lost the third three to four but we absolutely showed that we belong with those teams throughout last season and i expect that to continue yeah that was that that was my biggest heartbreak in my life that oh man that sucked but like i said it was awesome like it was awesome that we did everything that we did last season but Last yeah, year was, that was a heartbreaker. Last year was an absolutely... Oh, and I said number two. UT was number one at the time. When yeah, yeah, them. they were number so, one. My mistake. And Tristan Stivers with the legendary horns down. That was goaded. Yeah, and in that, that third game against uh, Stanford, Stivers was the starter. Yeah. We threw... I think he, he closed out game one of that series, right? I think he, he closed game one rested game two and then came and started game three of that you series, say he started read he pitched the whole game except for ninth inning or eighth inning something like that he right? shoved he didn't start he went out there seven innings eight hits uh one earned run he did uh 101 pitches he he had it's hard if you're like a casual baseball fan, which I know Reed you aren't. We're both really big baseball fans, not only of Texas State baseball. We're huge MLB fans. Um, I, Don't I guess our team. Everybody will hate us. All our listeners Reed's, will stop listening. To Reed's us. a <laughs> Reed's an MLB fan. I'm a big MLB fan. We're both huge fans of the New York Yankees, and so to say that. We know baseball would be an understatement. I don't know. I can't speak for Reed. For myself, I watched well over 130 Yankee baseball games last year. Um, And then not to mention just other MLB games that I was able to catch along the way. So it's hard to put into context and perspective exactly what Tristan Stivers did in that final game against Stanford. He was a relief pitcher all year. Yeah. He was he never threw he more than three innings. Out, he threw 30, 20, 30 pitches. He threw seven innings in that game and shoved as if he was your number one starter all season long. And he, then he got absolutely <laughs> shoved. Yeah. Losing him is huge. Yeah. But Tristan Stivers I, is an animal. He his first professional baseball game, he threw an immaculate inning. Yeah, he's a beast. Man. I don't, I don't doubt that. I trust that uh, Coach Trout was able to bring it. Has brought in talent behind him that'll be able to fill that position. But I don't know that there's anyone that is as big a gamer. On this team this year, as Tristan Stivers, he was, was last awarded year. what 
he got all kinds. Him and Sheffield got all kinds of awards. Were you at the... No, you weren't at the football game. But at the football game when the team, the baseball team went out there on the field, dude, when they got to Sheffield and Stivers, they're talking for five minutes naming off all their awards and this and that. And it was like, yeah, he got awarded some crazy stuff last year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 2022 uh, College Baseball Stopper of the Year. <laughs> uh, NCAA Saves Leader last year. Um Rawlings first team All American, D one baseball first team All American, uh, NCBWA that's uh, National College Baseball Writers Association first team All American, Collegiate ba- Baseball first team All American. So he was I first mean, team All American in all of the Big Five, huh? Yeah. So uh, in a in a loss, he still got uh, Stanford All Region team. I mean, he was an absolute stud but that is in the past we do have a new season to look forward to Tristan Cybers is no longer on the team because he's a professional baseball player now as he should be Um, but we need someone to fill his place I'm excited for this baseball season I expect that greatness to continue and Reed we have 19 days until 19 days until the best time until opening day here in San Marcos the best time of the year. Best time of the year, baseball season. Mm-hmm. So. And we have big schools coming to us this year. North Grand West Canyon, and Oral Roberts. I mean, we're talking... Sam Houston State. Tons of teams that were in regionals last season. Yeah. These teams were TCU. like... TCU. Yeah, TCU's coming. Storied program. And then not to mention once we get into conference play. Southern, Southern Miss. Miss. Yeah. Storied program. Marshall, I think, is a pretty dang good baseball program as well. Coastal right? Carolina. JMU. Yeah. All solid baseball programs. So this is going to be a tougher year, no doubt. But that's not a bad thing. That's a good... It's good if we're getting to see more... More good teams and then, in my eyes. Again, a Monday, Tuesday doubleheader, uh, home and home. Sorry, I guess you would call it a home and home. It's in kind of like baseball. A, yeah. um, again, Monday, Tuesday, home and home against uh, UT. Monday in San Marcos. Tuesday at the Dish. That's going to be exciting. I've got a Reed's big bet on the line. Side bet with a uh, UT fan friend of his. My friend will be joining game. us. When we pot about that one, right? We're gonna do a preview for sure for that two game set, and then possibly a review for that two game set with Reed's friend, who's a Texas State fan, or I'm sorry, a Longhorn fan. And not only is he a Longhorn fan, he works. He works, media. He works for the Horn. For the Horn, yeah. So, um, so that's gonna be fun to get his insight for sure. Um, and and right around that time. To, um, we'll be talking like some spring football stuff, so maybe get his insight on on that. So that'll be fun. And Reed, do you want to mention what the side bet is on this air, or are you going to wait until we do that preview episode? We can wait. Okay. So on the preview episode for that uh, for that Monday Tuesday home and home against UT, we'll tell you what him and his buddy Nolan's bet is, and uh, we'll kind of lay out. What's going to happen there? So, I think that's all we've got for today. Yeah. Reed, anything else? 
I won Bobcat of the Week last week. Reed won Bobcat of the Week two weeks ago, technically. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, I have added that to Jeff. our to our tally. My boy um, Jeff. 